you're listening to the Nightwork Pod. I'm Julius Caesar Macquarie and I'm an anthropologist. Nightwork Pod focuses on night workers and the lives they lead, awake and alert at night whilst the majority sleep. This podcast episode is based on a presentation that I gave as part of Night Modes panel, a night scene virtual event organized by UCL Urban Laboratory online in London 2020. The episode is complemented by a video recording. You can watch it by following the link in the description. The presentation is about the embodied precariousness experienced by migrant night shift workers in a fruit and vegetable market in Leighton, East London. I'm very pleased to welcome JC McCary, who's uh, based at the Central Universe, uh, European University. Um, and he is going to be speaking to the title Embodied Precariousness, Migrant Night Shift Workers in 24-7 London. JC, uh, we're very pleased that he could join us. Uh, he is a nocturnal anthropologist researching the invisible lives of migrant workers in global cities. He received his PhD in sociology and social anthropology from the Central Euro European University, where he's currently a global teaching fellow, as well as being associate lecturer in the Faculty of Sociology and Social Work at UBB. He's an engaged anthropologist who reaches out to the wider critical to wider critical audiences through short documentaries, including Invisible Lives, Romanian Night Shift Workers in London from 2013, and Nocturnal Lives, Day Sleepers, uh, which was produced in the UK uh, in 2015, uh, as well as his uh, wonderful night work documentary podcast, which I highly recommend. Uh, so welcome to you, Jesse. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for um, inviting me, and I'm really happy to contribute to such an important uh, uh, series of events. And, and this one, uh, my my contribution will will focus today on um, the migrant night shift workers. And if you could bear a, a minute, uh, I could just uh, share this screen of my presentation. I hope you can you can uh, you can uh, see. Uh, how am I coming through? Can you hear me? We can yep, hear you, and, you. See you yeah. and see your slides, yeah. And see the slides. Okay, great. So by way of introduction, I would like to, uh, to my research, I would like to say how it contributes to understanding uh, embodied precariousness uh, among migrant night shift workers and uh, the way that I approach it, which is through embodied research, uh, more specifically in terms of night ethnography, how I carried out and, and I uh, captured the sensorial experiences of uh, of embodied precariousness. I would like to uh, focus um, today on, on, on that, uh, given the context of night work um, that is, is led uh, by many migrants uh, working in precarious conditions. So, in a sense, moving from uh, DJ Ritu to, uh, you know, in terms of nightlife, it's, it's about the, the, the people behind it who work to support uh, the nighttime economy, the evening and nighttime economy. And I will be closing the presentation with uh, ways, uh, ways forward and how we can engage and perhaps uh, shift and make some changes for these, these workers to uh, improve their experiences. Um, I would like to say that in terms of um, uh, contribution to an understanding of contemporary uh, capitalism, my, my research uh, gives insight into how uh, certain bodies, um, I'm referring here to those who are 
the disposable bodies are um, invested in night work and at the um, at the expense in the sense of these bodies for the investment of other bodies that are fostered and taken care of and these are those uh, in particularly uh, working in, in uh, um, in, uh, as, as chief executives and, and, and highly skilled migrant workers. And I would like to uh, move on and, and explain how I, I, uh, I've been able to collect the data uh, in terms of uh, sensorial experiences and, and connect that with, with the concepts of, of precariousness. Uh, in terms of uh, collecting the data, um, as an ethnographer, I'm, I'm embedded in the, in the site and I use participant observation as a main method. Uh, as aside of that, I, uh, I use cyber ethnography to collect the sensorial experiences and, and objectify those, those uh, experiences uh, that are hard to articulate in, in some cases by workers who are um, uh, to a great extent uh, in manual uh, low-skill jobs and with uh, less education. So in that sense, I tried to capture what was possible with uh, using methods, uh, digital methods, uh, as you see uh, on the screen. And aside that, in terms of um, uh, disseminating the, the results, I use uh, combined methods of um, reaching to mixed audiences. Um, as Ben mentioned, the Nightwork pod and the trilogy of the three films, Invisible Lives, Nocturnal Lives, and Night Shift. Night Shifts and Spitterfields are um, uh, some of the outcomes that I have produced in order to reach to, uh, to academics, activists, uh, and, and so on. So these are uh, what I call the researchers' night workshop. The idea behind uh, using uh, combined methods is, is to uh, increase participant engagement. So what you see on that, uh, on that photo with me surrounded uh, by, the, uh, by my co-workers in a, in a photo shoot session, uh, there were some who were uh, willing to participate, yet when I asked them to do interviews face-to-face -face and record it, they refused. So here's an advantage of, of using visual methods in collecting data. Besides of that, in terms of uh, dissemination uh, by using visual methods, you increase the visibility of, of some of the workers who otherwise are um, uh, missing from, from debates, from uh, uh, political debates and, and uh, agendas. So um, what we also see there, it's, uh, it's uh, the PACER tracker. I've, I've used that to collect data and, and it helped me to make sense of, of the sensorial experiences I was saying earlier. And these kind of methods have been used successfully and applied in pedagogy by scholars like Pink and, and in anthropology of migration, um, like sociologists like Martinello. Also, I found it very useful to use it in, in terms of uh, um, reaching out to a mixed audience to, uh, in terms of public engagement and increasing the role of anthropology in, in, in that sense in, in, in uh, engaging with public concerns. So let me say a few words about the, uh, the site. So New Spitalfields Night Market is owned and managed by the Corporation of London, um, which um, as you see on the screen, perhaps the square mile, it's, it's the city of London and the Spitalfields Market was uh, placed just on the edge of it. Um, um, until 1999, 1991, when it was moved uh, to uh, East London in Leighton. Uh, 
And uh, City of London Corporation also manages the Smithfield market, Billingsgate market, uh, with with the Billingsgate, the meat market, the Smithfield, the meat market being the only one at this point in time uh, within the square mile. Now, um, the the site is is uh, as you can see there. There are uh, stands with thousands of, of nightcrackers working six talk will focus on the um, on on mainly the the loaders uh, those who um, uh, spend their nights in in uh, uh, long hours uh, loading driving uh, produce uh, produce to customers that uh, access the site uh, at night in terms of theoretical considerations um, Precariousness is an existential kind that combines bodily, mental, and social aspects of a human experience. And here, I'm particularly living with precariousness. Often, literature refers to no steady income, no stable employment. The talk today is about the physical suffering, that suffering that comes as a, as a result of uh, spending many, many hours uh, in, in night work. So, the, the talk today will be uh, geared towards answering uh, this question, how can precariousness be embodied? So uh, in terms of literature, I found um, useful to um, use the concept of habitus, of night shift work precariousness, which is, is said to sediment in embodied histories. And aside that, uh, Vacant's, uh, Vacant's Essex as factors, which explains how one can uh, embody a knowledge that becomes implicit or sedimented science. And I will be going through to explain what that means in more detail, but right now let's hear from Lexa and Ali uh, what they told me, how they experience uh, working at night. So working nights meant that I tried to rest the day in the day. My life was spent on work, sleep, work, sleep. And Ali, who has been working there for over nine years, he said that if I wanted to work in day jobs, I would need to speak English better, but because I've not improved my language skills, I will continue doing night shifts. We'll see for how long. Now, this is what he's been saying since I met him. Uh, and in early uh, 2020, he added that I've been saying the same things all these years, and I'm still working at the market, no matter how many times I try to find work elsewhere. But this is the last year I'm working nights at Spitalfields Market. And that's what he said to me every time I met him between 2015 and, and early this year. And this is how Ali spends uh, his nights uh, in, uh, in Spitalfields. Uh, I, um, I can make this, this video to play uh, because it's a, it's a photo montage of, of how he, uh, he basically spent compiles a set of images of, of what it like, but for some reason or another, uh, I cannot start the... Yeah, I might have to skip that uh, small video, um, if you bear with me. So in terms of habits and success, so success factors uh, developed. Uh, so for me, as, as, a, as an ethnographer, uh, habitus on itself as a concept um, was very restrictive, but uh, just for the sake of, of, of uh, starting the conversation on, on, on how embodied knowledge uh, builds, it's useful to understand that it is about bodily activities repeated rhythmically and to the point where they become second nature and therefore become a, a kind of knowledge, a practical knowledge. So this is coming from the theory of practice. 
developed by Bourdieu, and and in a sense, what uh, Vacan did to complement uh, is is basically to explain how this habitus actually becomes embodied, and this is very useful to um, uh, to think of uh, when when uh, immersing uh, into the object of study. So we are uh, symbol wielders. And as symbol wielders, we, we basically uh, uh, construct a symbol-based system to try to understand the world around us and um, to, to grapple with the environment uh, in which one lives or works, in this case. Um, we are sentient beings. We, are, we have this sensorial uh, capability and feelings. And um, uh, where we access this through the medium of the body. And in terms of suffering, uh, though uh, night work uh, is, is a mode of living, um, it is, uh, as, a, as a worker, you're exposed to threats from natural and social worlds. So you're earning, you have desires, you remain unfulfilled, you suffer, you, you, have, you go through anxiety, yet you, uh, you endure that. And, and by enduring, you become more and more equipped and, and skilled to do your job. And in that uh, sense, as a, as a skilled agent, you're able to discern, adapt, capable and competent, and, and so that you can perform better and faster in this environment, which is highly precarious and very demanding on the body. And, and at this stage, uh, these experiences are sedimented. So all those senses, the suffering, the skills, they sediment, incorporate in layers in the and, and, and uh, therefore they become this second nature, um, a type of knowledge, uh, a knowledge which we act on, uh, but is very much dependent on a particular site where um, it was formed and learned. So it's a, a sort of a set of dispositions which are conditioned by the um, site itself and the social context, uh, context in which we have learned. So these are the six S factors which provide us um, a tool to understand how habitus is embodied and becomes a, a, an embodied knowledge. And, and based on the night ethnography that I did in 2015, um, where I, um, where I uh, basically uh, endured the same conditions as my co-participants, um, for the entire year, I have uh, used the conceptual tools to then uh, reflect, analyze the material and have um, uh, come up with, with, with an understanding which was inaccessible at the beginning of the field work, which meant that the migrant worker subjectivities of embodied precariousness is not simply expressed with discourse, but in the bodily responses to a regime of discipline that seeks to extract as much use from the laboring body as possible, leaving it exhausted and spent. And in terms of final considerations, um, I would like to say that millions of night workers are, uh, many of them are migrants, play a crucial role in the nighttime economy, um, day workers and uh, national economies as a whole. Uh, precariousness is not exclusive neither to night work nor migrants. Night works magnified it by uh, several degrees and, and working conditions are dire for migrants more so than local workers because of invisibility aspects and, and the hostile environment, the migrants um, uh, are pushed further into precarious work and therefore further vulnerability and, and uh, social inequalities. So what can we do about that? How can we move forward? What, what are the ways? And um, as a 
public anthropologist engaged and, and, and concerned uh, about public affairs and the situation of night workers. I have been trying to engage with unions and, and migrant organizations, academics to um, develop a night worker charter, which should uh, some of the demands would be to uh, uh, use, you know, implement decent work regulations for uh, night shift workers, uh, involve managing authorities to observe and apply legislation on site, which is, hasn't been happening. Uh, other aspects that apply to London, introduce a living wage for night workers. Um, so these are, these are a few considerations as uh, uh, starts in the work of, of engaging uh, with, uh, with uh, other um, academics and, and uh, people more experienced uh, in terms of supporting uh, migrant night workers and not just migrants, but uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, migrants are uh, pushed further into the gray areas of the nighttime economy, and therefore uh, it's important that, that we keep that in mind. So thank you very much for your attention, and uh, I'll be around for some questions, thank you. Wonderful, thank you very much, JC. Another uh, excellent uh, contribution, really uh, inspiring and um, full of uh, knowledge and, uh, you know, bubbling with ideas for how we might think about um, night work and the organization of night workers. You've been listening to Night Work Pod, a podcast about working the night shift. Night Work Pod is produced by me, Julius Caesar Macquarie. I created Night Work Pod between London and Budapest. If you like what you heard, there are a few ways that you can help me out. First, Tell all of your friends in real and digital form, diurnal or nocturnal, about this show. Review the show on Apple Podcasts.